0: yeah we one of the joys I have as um as the the leader if you will, the one who started this church, Suzanne and I started this and uh, whatever seventeen and a half years ago uh but one of the joys I have is is being able to empower um, leaders around me who are just astounding really and uh Bill is one of those, and we've heard the last couple of weeks we had uh, Joel come to and speak two weeks ago favor last week bill bill this week I love doing that some people say you know how come we don't see you up there very often I when we started this church I probably preached three out of four weeks um, and somewhere along the line that started shifting and now you know once a month maybe twice a month you'll see me up here but but it's because it's this is the kingdom the kingdom is about releasing and about empowering it's just the way it is and the richness of what everybody brings. And Bill is one of those. Um, yes, he's a funny guy. and But down in there, he brings some things that uh, brings that scalpel at times, the Lord does through him, to really do some amazing things to your heart. So I do want to encourage you, open up your heart, because you're about to be blessed by Bill Hernandez. Let's give him a pause. Um, okay. All right. Enjoy. you doing this?
1: All right. Okay. So I don't need my reading glasses. <clears throat> I print it out in a 16-point. <laughs> that really helps a lot. So anyway. Uh, okay, let me see. What do we got here? All right. So I predict, I have a prediction... And this prediction is that you're not going to be throwing away your overripe bananas anymore. <laughs> and so I've discovered when you slice them up and you freeze them, right? you freeze them, and then take them out and put them in your food processor, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, and then you whip it up and you get like an, you actually get a banana ice cream. And it's very creamy and delicious. So you're, you're going to do it. It's amazing. I put chocolate and cinnamon in it. So anyway, that's my prediction. Okay. So let me know how it turns out, okay? Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to call this uh, talk today, I'm going to call it Back to the Garden." All right, back to the garden. All right. So before we talk about back to the garden, before we get back to the garden, we're going to get out of the weeds. Okay? All right. So I just kind of like start feeling um, recently. I just start, I, I picked it up this week. And I felt like there was just a lot of people or several people here that have been struggling with all of a sudden you're just kind of like assailed with old issues, problems, behaviors, attitudes, thoughts um, in a persistent manner where you've been feeling separated from the Lord and just kind of beleaguered. And also, um, I also feel like this also applies to some of us when, we get surprised by old stuff once in a while. So it doesn't necessarily have to be persistent, but just old stuff. You know, all of a sudden we just get sidelined temporarily here, here and there once in a while. But also this is for some of you that have been really like beleaguered. And um, <clears throat> then the Lord was just kind of showing me that sometimes we have a tendency to get obsessed by our brokenness and inconsistencies taking upon ourselves the role of judge and, impo- and impo- uh, imposing upon ourselves um, a perfectionism that we can't live by. And in a way we allow our issues to possess us because, you know, we're just like so like, oh, my God, I have these issues. And then we become possessed by them or we let them own us to dictate our future. This stuff is going to... I'm horrible. This dictates my future. If I am bad, then I'm unpleasing to myself, others, and God. Then I'm grumpy and in a bad mood and introspective. Bring on the Ben and Jerry's. Doesn't matter. It has minimum one pint, <laughs> and not the not the frozen yogurt stuff, right? Okay, so um, this whole thing about being possessed, and it's like the Lord was showing me that what happens is we give these issues the power. Or we allow it's kinda of like we give them the power to take over and to make us miserable. As a result, we become miserable because we've given them, them the power to do that. And uh, why not? You know, why you know, if, if I'm if I'm not doing well, why wouldn't I feel bad about myself? Also, what happens is that it becomes like a real distraction. It's like a like a black hole. Last night I was watching a, you know sci fi. I, I'm a sci-fi fan. I just really love to watch sci-fi. <clears throat> and I'm watching this... Uh, oh, it's really kind of interesting. It's this program. It's called Killjoys. And um, I don't know why they call them Killjoys. Um, but anyway, uh, so they, they're in this rocket ship, and they're being, like, sucked into this black hole. And they're getting closer and closer to the her, uh, event horizon. That, in other words, you come to the very edge where it's the point of no return. And this is what happens to us when we are circling around our stuff. Some of us do it habitually. Some of us, part of our brokenness is being broken. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then we get broken over that. And then it just gets, just keeps spiraling. It just gets worse and worse. I, I've run into people who, like, they just fall into a darkness, you know, in introspection, and it's a, I just can't seem to, do good enough. I can't seem to, you know, please God enough or whatever. And I'm doing everything that I can. I've repented. I've prayed and everything, and I just can't do it. It's just like really, really bad, and I feel bad about that. And I've gotten a lot of prayer and everything, and I feel bad about getting all that prayer, and I just feel bad. And do you understand? It just kind of gets worse and worse. It's like you can just watch this person; they're just like descending into their own drink. So uh, it's there's a. Uh, uh, becomes like uh, dark et- et- uh, introspection i've heard it called dark and in- um, dark introspection this kind of a black hole this focus on the darkness inside and we we get caught up in our own virtual reality it's easy to get uh, caught up in it and and our uh, of our own making and it's really kind of a fantasy it's a fantasy world this place of of anxiety and pain and badness, and I'm bad, and I'm stuck, and I'm horrible, and this is going to go on forever, and I'm not pure, and I'm not clean, and I'm awful, and all that. And then we just kind of like like a, like that person, we fall into our own drink and just kind of get caught up in this thing. Also, the thing, something that the Lord showed me is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a persistent issue for it to be poisonous. You know, uh, you know, back in the old days. One of the ways to poison your enemy was just to give them a tiny little bit of poison, a little tiny bit at a time, and it would accumulate in the system and eventually kill them. And it's the same way with us is that when we fall into stuff or inconsistencies, or if we have persistent stuff going on, it's kind of like a poison. It's this poison that's just poisoning us and making us numb to the presence of the Lord and to the truths. Of, of what God has for us. There's this um, movie that I just really like uh, a lot because it's just a beautiful movie, but it's tragic. It's kind of weird. Why would I like that? Anyway, so um, <laughs> it's called Curse of the Golden Flower. And so, what uh, the curse of the Golden Flower is like the, the wife she was like she was uh, having an affair, and then the emperor didn't like it, so he made her drink this tea, forced her to drink this tea regularly, and it had within it this slow poison in it. And she knew it, and he forced her to do that, and eventually you go crazy or you go mad. And that's what happens with us. We, we, we kind of like go into a madness, as, as it were, kind of like our own like, little insanity over, our, over like not being perfect, And not being good enough, and not um, measuring up—obviously, that's a a legalism, that kind of a thing. I know that, and I feel like there's some of us here that are really kind of dealing with that whole thing. And um, and and I felt like the Lord was just kind of showing me. He says, "You know, some some people have allowed these things to possess them or own them," and He says. And I felt like the Lord was just saying that he alone is master over our destiny, not the things that take us down. The things that trip us up, those have no mastery over our destiny. Those are not the master. Think of the stuff that you're dealing with and you say, you are not my master. You don't own me. I'm not your puppet anymore. And I feel like um, it's like the Lord takes and he possesses what belongs to him. And he says, I belong to you, and, um, and, uh, and you belong to me, and you belong to nothing else. Nothing else can take you, period. And uh, how he purges our imperfections, I don't know how he does that. I have no idea, but he does. Every single one of us is a work of art. Every single one of us is uh, so so unique in how he helps us. And um, to make assumptions about how he processes his judgments in these matters is presumption, speculation, guessing, and working yourself up into a lather and making yourself miserable, and I kind of felt like the Lord was showing me he says every 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 all of us we have a little bit of lather in us we just do that's just we just do, and we 're working it out, right um, uh, slowly but surely and and the thing is that the uh, some of us it's like taking it could take a Maybe a week, or two weeks, three weeks. It could take a month. It could take two months. It could take, it could take half a year. It could take a year. It could take a few years. It could take decades that you're working something out of your life. And during that whole time, you are God's possession. And you're 100% acceptable during that whole process. So, and, and I know that some people, they're in a hurry to, you know, to uh, to get uh, changed or healed or whatever it is or get the victory and that they just give up on God and they give up on their own walk with the Lord. I felt like the Lord was just, you know, I like to grow poppies and um, poppies. And so um, <clears throat> I like to grow poppies and uh, they're really kind of interesting because there's such tiny little... Um, seeds, and you sprinkle them in the dirt, and like hundreds of these just grow up, just hundreds. So you want to try to thin them out, or try to take each little baby plant and replant it elsewhere. And if you do that, more more often than not, that little baby plant will die. And I just couldn't figure out why. Well, the reason why is because the roots are so incredibly delicate. So I got like this little, like those little planter cups. I don't know if you've ever seen them, and they're made out of coconut. These little tiny cups, and you put dirt, and you put the seed in there. They're, I think they're called seedling cups. And then, so they're growing and everything, and you can get the whole thing and put it in regular dirt. So I, I was doing that. I wanted to see how much success I could have because I wanted to grow them in the little pots until they got nice and big so that I could put them out in the garden. That way they were, so that they were big enough that the snails, those Darn snails would not eat them. So, <clears throat> so I had the little cups and I was looking underneath and it was like these little filaments, these very fine, very, very fine roots, like uh, thinner than hair. That's how delicate those roots were. And I just very gently put it in dirt and they thrived and it was beautiful. Well, those roots, that's, those are the issues that we're some of us are dealing with. Some of us are dealing with brokenness that's been there for a long time, some really, really deep issues, whatever it might be. You might have some anxieties, some neuroses, some behaviors. You just, you know, it's just whatever it could be. And they, they have these little delicate roots that go deep, deep down inside. And the Lord is going to every single one very carefully and very delicately unraveling right? That takes time. It takes a lot of time. And he's very, very gentle about it. In Romans 2.4, he says that his, that his kindness leads to change. So while we're working it out, and if you're tripping it up, and let's say you trip up again and again and again and again, and you trip up again and again and again, and he's just right there with his kindness very gently and very tenderly watching over you. He can squash you if he wanted to, right? He could. He could, like, just blow you up, vaporize you right on the spot, boom. (laughs) But he says, in Matthew 12, he says, a smoldering wick he will not put out, and a bruised reed he will not break. And that is every single one of us. Every one of us has an area of vulnerability, this area that's fragile. Maybe it's a deep, dark secret in our life. Whatever, whatever that deep, dark secret or issue is, that's an area where we're very, very fragile. And the Lord is very mindful of that fragility. And he's right there very tenderly holding you in that place and in that spot. And he's not going to blow you out. He's not going to go and just snuff you out or, you know, he's not going to, like, break that. Don't you just love those sound effects? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) he's not going to snap your back but many of us think that he will that's the that's where we assume that he's going to do something bad to us we're assuming that he's going to do something bad like he's just going to like push us away we it's just we just do that instinctively you know and I really feel like what the Lord wants to do for us not only us but for the whole body is to just really really work on that to make sure that everyone gets it right that you are okay and where you understand how much you are his and he says you are mine and he's saying you are are mine. That thing, you don't belong to that. That's not, you don't belong to that. You belong to me. You are mine. You are mine. 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 And it's like, you can't be like, you know, wrestled out of his hand, no matter what. Nothing that you do can wrestle you or, you know, pry you out of his hand. Not not possible. It's been settled for good. You're justified, you're sanctified, you're set up. Set apart, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, and you are set apart forever. You are a keeper. You are not in trouble. And he's not mad. So, okay, okay. So some of the things that I feel like the Lord is showing me Showing me some of the, some of the things. These are like all like common lot, a lot of common things that I'm I'm just kind of hearing you know. And some of it is like let's say, I think that there might be issues in uh, like with spouses with your partner. Maybe there's areas of contempt and anger and disrespect in relationships. I also see. Um, uh, Areas of sexuality, issues of struggles with sexuality, like even with, with pornography, and also even, even like very secret dark things about that. I'm, see, I'm seeing that as well. I'm seeing so, a lot of self-hatred. I'm the, seeing a lot of self-condemnation. I'm seeing a lot of perfectionism. You just have yourself under this perfectionistic thing. That you're saying, if I can only get holy, if I can get holy enough, if I can get holy enough, then, I, then maybe the Lord might be able to use me. Well, that, that's just like, that's like for the birds kind of thinking. And the Lord is saying, that's, that's wrong. Mm. There's uh, lying and some stealing. And um, dishonesty, you know, obviously that's with the lying. But there's like kind of like that kind of thing that's going on as well. Cheating in various ways. Those are the kinds of things that the Lord was just kind of showing me. Those are just a a few. Um, I think even maybe some, you know, I, I, I almost feel like like actual feelings of hate for others or another other persons, like you're actually saying in your heart, I, I hate that person. I hate them. That's something else I'm picking up as well. Hmm. Even There's even some murderous thoughts, even though you're not going to do it, but sometimes you... Just see yourself putting an axe in somebody's skull. It's like there's this rage that comes up, and all of these things, all all of these things, are um, a, a distraction. They they are a distraction. They distract you from seeing the truth about who you are in the Lord, the new person that you are. You're going to grow out of these issues in time. And so in the meantime, enjoy your new position with him, that you are in a new place with him. You've been bought with a price. And get your eyes off of the spilled milk. I'm going to read some scripture, uh, scripture here. Here. I think that we need to have the attitude of, you know, I will not be taken down, even by my own stuff, even by my own willful stuff. The Lord knows that you do sometimes willfully the things that you do. He he knows that. And He's just not upset with you, He's just not troubled you have more trouble about it than what he does any day. Matthew 6, I'm just going to read this whole thing. It says right here, We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now we died with Christ. We believe that we also live with him For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And I hear him saying, Mine! You are mine. You are no longer a slave or a servant to all that brokenness. Your destiny is determined, and you're going to be with me. You are seated with me in heavenly places. And you're getting a real crown. You're not getting a Burger King crown just to get by (laughs) and not a silver plated crown but real silver and real gold every single one of you I don't know why but I just kind of get it's really easy just to get mesmerized by my own negative stuff It's easy to, it's kind of like you kind of like, you kind of go into a trance, you know? It's kind of like, you know, uh, have you ever like come to the edge of a cliff or, you know, over a tall building, you're looking over the edge and you can almost feel yourself getting pulled over, you know, into the, right? Almost kind of feel the pull. It's that same kind of a thing when you are constantly looking at, oh, I'm a terrible person. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm not perfect. Oh, I should do better. And on and on, it's the same thing. It's like looking into the hole. It's like looking over the edge of the cliff. It's mesmerizing. We're just kind of like that. We're just kind of like, whoa. 1 Peter, it says, You are a chosen people, a royal a holy nation, God's special possession, God's special possession, right? Remember, your stuff does not possess you. You are God's special pos- possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that your bodies are temples, Of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Hebrews 3, it says, but Christ is faithful as the son over God's house and we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we have the Spirit of the Lord within us. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image With ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Back to what I said before, you will grow out of your issues in time. In the meantime, enjoy your new position with him. Get your eyes off the spilled milk. You are increasing in glory. The glass is half full, right? Not half empty. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to have that attitude, right? I know that. I think that there's, there might be some of you might be feeling, yeah, but you know, no matter how much I try to talk myself into that and try to believe that it's you know the glass is half full, you know, why do not I just continually feel like I'm in the dumps? I says well eventually you'll get out of that. Just hang in there. You're dealing with stuff. You're probably dealing with depression. There might be some maybe some chemical issues going on in your brain. Who knows what's going on? But in time you'll you'll get out of that. In time. It takes time to grow. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So none of your stuff can separate you from his love. None of your stuff can separate you from the destiny that he has for you, that beautiful destiny. In Hebrews 4:16 it says let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And I was thinking about let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. All right, I'm going to have this confidence. I'm going to just approach his throne with this confidence, you know. And I was thinking, you know, I approach the Lord's throne with confidence every single day. And I just say, Lord, I'm dealing with this issue today. Or I have this bad attitude towards my roommate, you know, and you know it. And so I'm just in a bad mood today. And so I just give that to you. Let's keep on going. he says, all right, let's keep on going. Let's go. Move on. Move along. And I feel like sometimes what the Lord will say, move along from this issue, whatever you're dealing with. And he'll, it's like he'll say, there's nothing to see here. There, there's, we put up a barrier here, and you can't look around it. There's nothing to see here. I know what's going on. I know what's happening. Let's move, move it along. Let's not get stuck. Have you ever seen, like, some cars, they kind of get stuck on the freeway? You know, like right in the middle of the freeway." I start clogging everything up. It's kind of like sometimes that happens to us. We stop in the middle of the freeway and the Lord is saying, Move along. Just move it and keep on the destiny. Just stay on that freeway and keep on going. All right, so you hit a pothole. Okay, let's not get worked up into a lather over it. There's nothing to see here. Keep on going. You were in. I'm not mad. You're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. Keep on going. You're fine. I love you. I care for you. I'm watching over you. Let's keep going. Keep on going. So, one of the things that, so here's something really kind of cool, very, very interesting getting the, our eyes off of that stuff and getting our eyes on, hey, you know, I'm okay. And um, the Lord just kind of, he showed me this very interesting vision a couple of weeks ago. And it was just really, really beautiful. And so you can put that picture up. And so well, there it is. Ooh, look at that. I'll explain to you what that means. And the Lord showed me. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I put that together. So See, there's the, there's the man on, on the right hand and the woman on the other side. She has more flowers. Do you see that? So anyway. Yeah. All right. So what happened was that the Lord showed me. Uh, he was telling me about the Garden of Eden. And he was just saying, you know, the Garden of Eden is, he says, that's not the, he said that's not the real thing, or I mean it is the real thing, but it's not that's not the real thing. The real thing, the real garden was me and Adam and Eve in the relationship of intimacy. That was the garden, he said. That was paradise. And that the physical garden itself was a manifestation, the garden of Eden was a manifestation. Of that relationship, and I felt like the Lord was showing me. He says that because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, because we have God in us, and we have that relationship with Him, with Him, we have. We are each. we are each the Garden of Eden. We are, we have paradise within our own souls, and our own hearts. We are walking paradises of that union with the Lord, with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and me. That me is you. That's why I put that together. And and he says... And he wants us to understand this very, this is a really very important for you to understand because you are, each of us are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. And we have his presence inside. That is just so important. And he's saying, tend the garden. Tend this garden. Cultivate the relationship and attend to it and water it with love and intimacy Alongside with him, and co-labor with him to make the relationship grow. I mean, we. I mean, it's just really like wow, you know, when you hear about this whole thing about wow, we're seated in heavenly places. Wow, the heavenly places is inside here because he's right here, right inside. It's it's a it's like whoa, it's like a mystery. And it's mind-blowing. And you say, really? I have, par- I have the Garden of Eden inside of me? I have paradise inside of me? And I felt like the Lord was showing me. He said, "He said when we pass on. He said, when, when you pass on, when we pass on. He said, he was telling me, he says, when you, when you pass away, it's time for you to go. He said, you're not going to paradise. He says, because you already are in paradise. And what happens is it'll it's just, just going to be revealed to you. Your body just falls away, and you're going to see that you were always were in paradise with me. We were always together, always in a place of glory and beauty and creativity. Again, that's kind of like, wow, that's like a mind blower. But does it make sense? Does it make sense? Some of you are kind of going, yeah. (laughs) His kingdom has come, and we are the temple of his presence, which is incredible and amazing. And that's the view that the Lord wants us to have. Get your eyes off of your stuff and get your eyes onto this thing, this beautiful relationship that we have, this, un- this unity that we have together. And every single one of us are in the same position. We are all on the same page with one another, every single one of us. We all, every single one of us in this room you have your paradise with the Lord, and yet we're all on the same page together. Isn't that kind of cool? In Ephesians 4, four, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called into one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And even if you think that you are not connected to the body or unified with other churches. This is like I'm speaking to the people on the podcast here. He says, you are, and we are one. It doesn't matter what you think. Even if you think you're separate, you're not. We're all one. Something the Lord showed me um, many years ago I think I might have shared this to you. It was a vision that I had that the Lord showed me, and He showed me the earth. And He said, When I look at the earth and I see the church, I see one body. I see one church. One. I see one man. I'm just kind of like, wow, this is like, wow, really? he goes yes he says even though there are many denominations and many emphases you know in christianity and whatever and so on and so forth even though they feel that there are walls and that there's divisions in the spirit there there are no walls in my eyes for you are all one and i see one body so i really feel like what the lord is doing so, with the fivefold ministry, it is just being called to bring them all together to help them see, to remove that veil that people seem to think is there, but it's not. The Lord doesn't see the veil, the veils between bodies, He just sees one body. So, anyway. So, this whole thing about Wow, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I am, I guess I'm, I was thinking, I am paradise because I have paradise in me. I am paradise because I have him in me. We are paradise because we have him in us. And we have, like, this beautiful shining light. So within that paradise, imagine, I was thinking, oh, wow, this is kind of So I just want you to know that, you know, this is not new scripture or anything like that. It's just my, I feel that the Lord is showing me. And so um, I just want to make that really, really clear. I'm not rewriting scripture. I'm not rewriting Exodus. But I was thinking, you know, okay, so here I am. If the garden is here and I'm with the Lord and he's with me and here's Jesus, here's the Holy Spirit, and I'm fellowshipping with him within our leaves of healing that I can partake of and rivers of living water that I can partake of. And when I focus in on how much I am indwelled by him and focusing on him and that relationship with him and how safe I am, I become more healed. That is cleansing waters for me and restorative. That restores us. It's just really cool. As long as we don't focus on the black hole. Because that's not important anymore. For The Lord is saying, That's not important. That's not going to kill you. You're going to grow out of that stuff. You're on your way up, not on your way down. And again, back to this whole thing, I'm not mad at you and you are not in trouble. And we're focusing on this paradise within with the Lord, this beautiful relationship, this garden with him. It just, what it does is it disempowers those things. It really, really does. I would say, you know, over the decades, you know, let's say 40, if I turn the clock back 40 years, I'm only going to go back 40 years because after that you're going to guess my age. So, um, I'm just going to go back 39. Anyway, so... So 40 years ago, I can look at my life. I'm not going to give you an inventory of all the garbage. But I would just say that I have really changed a lot. I have seen victory after victory after victory after victory after victory in my life. Change it after change after change. And we can all say the same thing if we review our history, right? And so a lot of it was just hanging in there with the Lord, and it just kind of fell away by magic. It seemed like magically just kind of, we just kind of grew out. I grew out of things that were just stupid and useless. It just kind of happened, which is really kind of cool. And I can't explain it. Yes, I went through counseling. Yes, I did discipling. Yes, I did all these things. But in the meantime, through everyday life while dealing with these issues, I mean, I I couldn't have the counselor holding my hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week over my stuff. But you know who held my hand through it all? Jesus, the Lord, didn't he? Yep. So he held my hand through it all. And he holds, and he's holding your hand through it all, and will continue to hold your hand through it all. He's, he has never let go. And as, in time, these things will fade, fall away like scabs. I remember in, at the, the end of at nine uh, ninety seven when the Spirit of the Lord was really moving powerfully. Well, not, not that he's not moving real powerful today, but this was like during the renewal stuff. And I was waking up with a, with the prophetic and revelation, I was, he was showing me all these amazing things. And I was just thinking, wow, all these amazing things. And then I could just see all my stuff in my life. And then the Lord said, I want you to proclaim these things and speak these things to the body. I said, I can't proclaim nothing. My life sucks. <laughs> and he said, I know what's I know what's going. You know, it's kind of like that whole praise. My sins are ever before me. It's like the more the Lord show, showed me, the more light shined, the more I saw my stuff, and the more I disqualified myself. And He said, "I know, I know what's going on. I know that I know what you're seeing. All these things, and I want you to know they're like scabs that will eventually fall off. That's all it is—dead skin that in time will fall off." Well. Lo and behold, there's been a lot of dead skin that has fallen off, a lot of scabs in my life since that time. It is so cool, right? You just have to stay in there with him and just stay close. Stay in prayer, stay in worship, stay in fellowship, stay in the word. Just keep doing that. And another thing too is that when sometimes when you start feeling tempted for whatever it might be, let's say it's some horrible thought. What I've learned sometimes, when sometimes a horrible thought will come through, sometimes it's the enemy's doing that, and sometimes the enemy is us that's doing it. But whatever it is, sometimes I'll say, Stop it. (laughs) Or I'll say, No. And if it keeps keeps on persisting, I say, Look at the cross. I will, I will do that. That's what I do. Just kind of look at little practical things. Just say, the blood of Jesus, and or I'll, I'll envision the cross. Just envision it. Just little practical things. Very, very helpful. Try it. Okay, so what I'd like to do, I'm not going to share it anymore. There, there's tons and tons of stuff to share, but I'm not going to. Not anymore. But what I'd like to do is I want to sing this song. And Joel is going to come up and we're going to be singing this song. And I want you, as you're singing it, I want you to think about the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of God. And here is paradise inside. It's the throne room of God. That beautiful place right here in our hearts. And as we're singing and we're thinking, his train fills the temple, think of his train is filling this temple, you. His train is filling your temple inside. All right, so why don't we stand and we're going to just sing this song.
2: train fills the temple. I see the Lord. He is high and lifted up. Angels cry. Cry, holy Holy is the Lord I see the Lord and His eyes are flaming like fire I see the Lord and his hair is white as snow Angels cry Holy, holy is the Lord Angels cry Holy is the Lord, the angel came and touched the cold to my lips, and now my guilt is gone, and my sin has been forgiven. And I cry, holy, holy is the Lord, and I cry, holy, holy is the Lord, sing the verse again, the angel came. Touch the cold to my lips, and now guilt is gone. My sin has been forgiven, and I cry, holy, holy is the Lord. And I cry, holy, holy is the Lord. And the temple is filled with the glory of God. And the temple is filled with the glory of god and the temple is filled with the glory of god and the temple is filled with the glory Angels cry, holy, holy is the Lord. Angels cry, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy Spirit, I
1: ask that you would come right now. And I ask that you would just neutralize the voice of the enemy right now over every single one in this room. I command every single demon of hell, every lying spirit to leave and to be gone and to stop distracting the Lord's people. This is a holy place. Holy Spirit, come. And just sweep away the garbage, sweep away all the distractions, all the anxieties, all the feeling of rejection, any condemnation. Gone. Now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. More Holy Spirit come. Yes. Whoa. Holy, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. I see you, Lord. We see you. We see you, Lord. We see you, Lord. No more looking back. We don't have to. We don't have to look at spilled milk anymore. We see you. We see our victory in you, Jesus. thank you Lord thank you Jesus wow he's doing a creative work right now he's doing he's just like building you right now wow thank you Lord yeah yeah more more it's like just kind of going into your minds and just that there's a whole paradigm shift going on here for you just changing your thinking and your perspective. He's rearranging your perspective right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the garden of delights with you. Thank you that you've drawn us into a garden of joy. And peace and prosperity and safety. Thank you, Lord, that we're on our way up. Thank you, Lord, that the future looks bright. It's looking good. The prognosis is good for every single one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just kind of seeing these gold crowns that are just descending and coming upon each one of you right now. A gold crown, 24 karat gold. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. You're good. You are mine. You're mine. Mine. You're mine. Mine. Thank you Jesus. You belong to no one else and nothing else. You belong to me. Period. You're mine, my own precious possession. train fills your temple his train fills your temple holy 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 union you are a holy union you are a holy union forever forever and forever and forever whoa
2: cry, holy, holy is the Lord. Is filled with the glory of God. And the temple is filled with the glory.
1: Put your heart, hand on your heart, and say, And the temple is filled.
2: And the temple is filled with the glory. Of God. And this temple is filled with the glory of God. And this temple is filled with the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And the temple is filled.
1: So go forth and just um, let your light shine. Let your paradise shine upon others, shine life on others. And sometimes, some of us, are, our light feels a little dim, so we need some light from other people. So be paradise to one another. Be ready in season and out of season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 That concludes our time.